HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Michigan Cherry Committee. Learn about the wonderfully tart Montmorency cherry at choosecherries.com. Hey there, HRN listeners. This is Harry Rosenblum, host of Feast Your Ears. I know that news about COVID-19 and the coronavirus has made a lot of people nervous about getting sick. This collective unease has already had a big impact on our restaurant and food communities, especially in New York's Chinatowns. We hope that now more than ever, our listeners will join us in supporting restaurants and the hospitality industry at large. Many of the restaurants we love are small, independent businesses. That means that even one or two bad weeks can put them in jeopardy of cutting staff, limiting hours, or even having to close for good. As long as we're still able, we should go out to eat and support our favorite restaurants. I think it's also great to remember that hospitality professionals are really good at hygiene and food safety practices. Long before there were guides all over the news about how to properly wash your hands, they were already experts at hygiene. Guests' health is tantamount to successful hospitality in any restaurant. And even if you don't want to go out, you can still support restaurants by ordering delivery, buying gift cards, and giving them some extra love on social media. What better way to handle a crisis than by supporting those in our own community? If we don't support them now, they might not be there when this crisis is over. Join HRN in supporting restaurants during this time, especially our friends in Chinatowns around the country. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Darren Bresnitz. We have another special episode of the show. This time we are sitting down with Kat Johnson, who is the communication director of Heritage Radio Network. We wanted to talk to her about the current state of the network, how the decision was reached to close the network, and what the approach is going to be logistically and content-wise as we all move forward together in this unknown time, um, but still wanting to keep the community intact. We talk about some of the shows and what they're doing. We talk about some of the hardships of dispersing. And then we also talk about what people can do if they want to escape either through listening to different episodes of old shows or getting in the kitchen themselves. And then please, if you can, the network, like everything else right now, is going through a tough time. And any support that you can give either financially, emotionally, socially, um, would be much, much, much appreciated. Uh, and then we thought we'd just dig deep into the archives and do a little disco house classic performance from Midnight Magic just to give us all a little bit of that good feeling that some of us might need right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Snacky Tunes on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky Tunes. 
Hello and welcome to Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Darren Bresnitz. We are joined by Kat Johnson, Communications Director, Heritage Radio Network. Welcome to Snacky Tunes. Thanks so much. So obviously we've had to, as a network and you as a leadership, shift in how we're going to move forward, at least in the immediate future. But I wanted to know if there was a message or something you wanted to share with everyone listening, just right off the bat, what you guys are thinking, how you guys are feeling. Yeah, I mean, I think like everyone, we're taking this one day at a time. And it's, you know, challenging, but also exciting to be um, in this with all of our friends and family in the food industry to try to figure this out as we go, um, you know, we've, we've moved all of our operations fully remote. Um, we were hoping that we were going to have until this coming Sunday, March 22nd to really go fully remote and have some shows still happening in the studio, but that changed really quickly. And, um, you know, we, we started to make those decisions a little bit faster and, you know, we're, we're really lucky that, we can do we can do what we're doing right now and, and record these podcasts remotely. Um, and but in, in, and hopefully we can use these tools and our platform to keep talking about what's happening to our friends and family that are not so lucky and not so fortunate. Yeah, I mean, the decision to close any business or any place of social gathering is not an easy one. And you saw a lot of messages from chefs about this being the toughest decision they've had to make or the, you know, an incredibly tough one. Um, so I'd love to hear about what went into your decision and, you know, why you felt it was necessary to move so quickly um, to make sure that you could steep, keep doing something um, while having to completely upend how we normally run the business. Yeah. I mean, you know, on Wednesday, a week ago today, um, we Wednesdays when we have like all of our staff in our office and our interns in our office and, you know, well, we could go feel, feels like a year ago now, but mm-hmm. it, we, we were really not even at the point yet where we were even sending out an email saying like anything was changing. I just had this hunch though, that it was going to move, qu- move really fast. And so at that point I was like making sure I was sending home like interns and staff with portable recording equipment. Um, we were just trying to be as like prepared as possible for anything that might have happened. And I'm really glad that we did because on that Friday, we sent out an email saying, okay, one more week of the studio being open. And of course, a big part of that decision is that our studio is inside of Roberta's. So as long as Roberta's is a, has their doors open and is continuing their business, it made sense to us to do the same. Um, but then by, by Sunday, we did have some shows in there on Sunday and then by my by Monday, like our engineers were really ready to move to being remote. 
we had already thoroughly researched the tools we would need um, to be able to record people in different places. And so we just kind of all made the group decision and and talked to hosts one-on-one who were planning to come in that this week um, to figure out a way to, to go ahead and go remote because unfortunately, like we're going to have to get used to this being the new way that we're doing it. Um, and so it was just, it was a really collaborative decision and it was something that we just tried to stay connected like hour by hour to figure out what was the best decision to make for all of our staff and hosts at that time. So as a network, what advice can you give to other networks um, of how to support the hosts and the employees and both from a practical point of view, but maybe from also an emotional supportive point of view? Yeah. So we wanted to keep as much of the day-to-day structure the same as we could. So, um, you know, we first started out by saying to all our hosts, here's this technology called Zencaster, you know, you can use it. And then Matt and I, our head of audio production, talked a little bit further and decided, you know what, we have the ability to put as many people on on this tool as possible um, at one time. So we made the call that if any hosts want it, our engineers will actually get on with you as you Ooh. do the show so that it feels as much as possible like you're in still in the studio with the engineer. Um, so, and then that also allows us to have our, in, our hourly engineers have a similar schedule so that they can continue to work and continue to work the hours and get paid for those hours. Um, you know, that's something that I've become really aware of how important that is. As we've seen restaurants start to lay off folks, we want to keep, we want to keep our team as intact as possible, even though we're not physically in the same space. And I think anyone who's able to do that right now needs, needs to try to do that as, as much as possible. Right. I think from both a financial point of view, because as we've seen as production on any sort of media or content across the board, people are out of work, but then also one day off, two days off is fine. But if this is going to stretch as long as people think it might, people need stuff to do. They need to feel part of a community and feel connected. Exactly. And I mean, we have like, we have some long-term projects for the network going on right now. We're, we're really trying to, you know, rebuild our website and do this rebranding project in 2020. And we're in the, in the middle of that process. And, you know, that's something that we've been so excited about. And, you know, of course, right now I'm a little bit nervous that our, our fundraising at the beginning of the year was going so well and so strong. And I'm, I'm nervous that that's going to, that's going to be a lot slower for the rest of this year. Like you said, this could, this could be the new normal for quite a while, but we're, we want to push forward and, and, and continue that project and build this brand new website that people will be able to enjoy and explore our content a lot more easily. And so, you know, we're, we're trying as in as many ways as possible to not pump the brakes unless we have to. Yeah. I mean, how is the network operating, taking into consideration social distancing, um, again, from a logistic point of view, for people who might be looking for guidance, what other tips can you give um, for creating that structure, creating that, you know, not putting a full pause on everything? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely figuring this out as we go. So as of right now, you know, there's as for our core team right now, 
um, who's like kind of our, our office staff. We have myself, Hannah Forden, our program manager, Matt Patterson, our head of audio production. Um, Dylan Hoyer is working with us as um, special projects manager. And then so Katie Mosen Wadler, who's our executive director, who a lot of people know, um, she is like in her last month of maternity leave. So hmm. <laughs> this is like a really stressful time <laughs> for her to be coming back into all of this. Um, yeah. But, she, you know, she, so she's really been poking her head back in, I think, a little earlier than all of us would would want her to. But it's, you know, unprecedented. Um, but what we're trying to do is one thing that Hannah, Matt and I and Dylan are, are trying to do is like have daily check ins. And it's I have found it working from home to be helpful to like actually do the Google Hangout thing where we see each other's faces and it feels mm-hmm. like people are still real people out in the world. Um, we're trying to check in really regularly and see what we can help with because right now producing these shows is taking more time than it would have in the studio because we're having to do additional post-production work to make sure they sound as best that they can. So Matt's workload has increased because of that. And so, and there are obviously things that would normally be going on in the office for Hannah, Dylan and I that we're not doing. So we're just trying to figure out how we stay really connected as a team and also figure out how we can reallocate um, our time and resources for people who have less going on to people who have more going on. Um, And that's, I think, as we do one or two weeks of producing shows this way, we'll start to figure out systems to put in place to make that all go smoother. So in a way it's keeping the community, just figuring out how it's going to run in this new way of, of life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think it's going to change every single week. I, you know, I expect that like some, some systems will probably work and then sometimes we'll have to figure out brand new solutions. So that that's, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, I think a lot of people are facing this, that um, it's hard to feel like you can fully establish a routine when um, every single week is different and you're not in the same room as people that you're used to being in the same room with. Yeah. Well, look, let's take a quick musical break. Um, I want to come back and we'll talk about, what the shows are focusing on right now, what people are talking about. And then um, we'll get into a little bit later about uh, some of the comfort that people are finding in the kitchen and, and maybe some inspiration that people can turn to during this time. Awesome. So we have, a, yeah, we have a song from the archives here on Snacky Tunes on heritageradionetwork.org.
Hello and welcome back to Snacky Tunes. We are joined by Kat Johnson, the Communications Director of Heritage Radio Network. So with the shifting daily news and what people need from their places that they get their news or content or things like that, what role do you see Heritage Radio filling in this time, both as news-driven and in some ways escapism or inspiration for people who might be stuck at home? I mean, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there because right now we're balancing both shows that are very quickly pivoting to covering this on a day-to-day basis. For example, um, opening soon and the line, which are both like focused specifically on restaurants and chefs are Mm -hmm. trying to talk to as many people as possible about what's going on right now. Um, So Eli Sussman of The Line had reached out to a bunch of chefs all across the country to have them record voice memos on their phone of just like from their restaurant, what was going on. So, you know, we had Steven Satterfield talk to us about in the moment pivoting to not being able to open their dining room and going to takeout and delivery only. And, And the effect that this is also going to have on his farmers, his purveyors, the people that he buys um, food from, which I think I've heard a lot of people say that that's something that they're worried about, that this, we, there's a big conversation around restaurants right now. And it's maybe not thinking about the whole like ecosystem of, mm. of the people around restaurants. Um, so that's one way we're covering it. Opening soon did a like massive two part call in episode. You know, you're doing the same thing, talking to Helen Rosner, which I think was such a great interview and, the way that she's using her platform to help chefs and restaurants sell their merch while they can't sell food. Um, so we have that bucket of content that we're going to keep, we're going to keep on that. We're going to keep people informed of what's going on. And then on the other hand, you know, we do, there are some shows and some content that we want to put out there. That's an escape from, from what's going on, because I know I've been sitting here watching the TV all day while also trying to work. And that's not really that productive all the time. Um, So it's like, how do you stay informed, but then also give yourself a break. So, you know, we recorded an episode of cooking issues on Tuesday and, and what a great time to have cooking issues as a thing to listen to, because people are going to be at home and cooking more often. And, Dave's going to keep doing what Dave does, um, giving you advice about how to use your Paco jet and your spins all or whatever it is in your kitchen. And, um, you know, he and Nastasia are going to all, they're always going to be themselves and they're always going to give their listeners what they want. Um, an hour kind of being entertained and thinking about food. Um, so we're going to keep doing that. Um, I think that we're, we're, one thing we're going to do on the COVID-19 coverage front is we have a running page heritageradionetwork.org slash COVID-19, where we're going to just keep a running playlist going of all the shows that do relate to um, the pandemic. So if people specifically want to go find that, they they can go directly there and then, you know, keep up with all your regularly scheduled programming if you're looking for, you know, something that's outside of that. I mean, that's amazing to be both a resource and also entertainment. Yeah, you know, for many publicly funded radio stations, we would be nothing without our listeners. So what has the public or people been 
saying when reaching out to you? What are they looking for? What do they need from something like a Heritage Radio Network or fill in your blank of your digital radio network? What have you found that the public needs from us in this time? Yeah, like going back to what I was saying about, you know, Stephen Satterfield calling out um, all of the businesses that our restaurant community actually in turn supports is huge. That's what I've been hearing a lot of. Um, you know, the fact that that there needs to be assistance beyond just GoFundMe pages. And I think that's one thing that I personally care a lot about, but also think that HRN is uniquely positioned to um, share those stories. So that that's what I think kind of the most important thing we can do right now is, is to shine a light on like corners of, of this moment um, and in corners of the food system that maybe aren't going to get um, the biggest amount of attention. You know, we've, we've got to talk about a restaurant bailout. We've got to talk about supporting food banks. We've got to talk about public health as a big conversation, but we also can't forget about the other small businesses that are connected to this in so many ways and the this the ripple effect that's going to happen and you know that's one thing that we have we're able to do well because we do have 35 weekly shows going on so we have this whole network of people that are covering this in their own unique way um so we're just going to try to use this moment in time to further elevate the the work that like you are doing on snacky tunes and that all the other hosts are doing it on other other shows so that we can make sure that people are fully aware of, of what's going on right now. I mean, you bring up a good point with the pivot and I don't want to do too much speculation, but obviously the way that we as a network and food media and journalism as a whole are going to cover restaurants and cover food stories is going to change. Um, and the great thing about food in the, in the last years is that food has been many ways conduit into other types of news or reporting or covering, whether it be travel or culture or health or the farm system and things like that. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on what additional stories, I know you just mentioned the bailout, um, but might be need to, you know, be included more regularly as we start to look at this new landscape of, of the culinary ecosystem. Oh, it's like a big question, but I think for me, two of the things that I feel like we're not going to be able to push aside anymore in the main conversation are labor and health. I mean, mm. I think this is just like really exposed the fact that, you know, I think, I think there's just always this thing people have to say about restaurants operate on razor thin margins. And it's kind of like a line that we've all just, you know, we've heard it so many times that we don't really think about what that means. And what it's shown us is that that also means that people are not making a living wage and people don't have insurance. And we know these things, but we're really seeing the effect that that has now. We're not even what we're less than a week or two into restaurants having their doors shut. And I just saw that the Union Square Hospitality Group laid over laid off 2000 people. Um, wow. I, I just don't think people are going to be able to like hear, hear razor thin margins and what the hourly wage is anymore and, and move, move on from that, that quickly anymore. I mean, it looks different when we come back, right? Yeah. Because yeah. 
you know, you talk about Danny Myers, you talk about Tom Colicchio, you talk about some of the big people with giant restaurant groups and their failure to retain people being so immediate is not what people might think if you only follow them along on social media or you only eat, read, you know, uh, an eater or something like that because you're like, oh, they're millionaires, right? But it's, you know, uh, Jen Harris put up a good article the other this week about Ronin that says like you have four weekends a month to pay your rent and to pay your bills and things like that. And that's not talking about profit or going on, uh, you know, to these culinary um, festivals and things like that. Like it's a really small, hard business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess how is heritage or what would you like heritage roles to be to help prepare people for when their favorite restaurant doesn't come back or some of their favorite chefs can't cook anymore or, you know, you see a shift in the restaurant industry where people got used to having a new restaurant or something new to check out or diverse, um, you know, uh, openings. And that may not happen. We may never return to that or it's going to take a very long time to get back to that. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, one thing I do think is worth mentioning that is that, you know, HRN has been around for over 10 years and, um, a lot has happened in the food system in 10 years. And so you're right. Like things aren't going to be the same when we come out of the other side of this. That being said, you know, we have this um, basically vast oral history of what the last 10 years in the food system looked like. And I hope that people, mm-hmm. as we go forward, continue to go back and revisit and learn from it. There will, with all likelihood, be a good amount of interviews that existed with about restaurants and with chefs and people that uh, don't necessarily exist in the same way anymore. Um, I hope that we do all, we do the best job that we can to talk about what's going on right now in real time, the best way that we can. And and then also have that in our archive as a resource. Um, and then, you know, we're going to keep talking about the whole food system like we always have. And it might just look and sound a lot different um, in a year or two. It's really hard to predict. So I don't want to end on such a heavy note, even though I know it's tough to not feel that way. But you brought up about cooking inspiration and finding some escapism through food and cooking. And so if you could point the listeners into a direction of some shows or some resources of where they could find places to cook or recipe inspirations or just listen to someone making food, where can they get that from the network or what are some of your personal favorite uh, resources that you've been turning to in this time? Yeah. So one thing that I've been thinking about, so, um, our, our staff does a show every week called HR and happy hour. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, great show. Thank Love you. Show. Thank you so much. And I was thinking about this over the last few days, like how do we keep doing a show called happy hour in a time where everyone feels less happy and maybe more freaked hmm. out. But I've been seeing a lot of people talking about as we're all sort of isolated right now, um, having like virtual happy hours. So oh, yeah. you know, 
we're going to turn happy hour into a virtual happy hour for a while. And we still need to ha have our time getting together, even though we're not in person and just talking to people and being happy and enjoying each other's company. So um, one, we're, we're going to have a friend of the network, um, Neil Herzl on this week. And Neil has been doing something that a lot of people have started doing. Neil's a bartender in California, um, in your neck of the woods. And he started doing like Instagram live videos of making recipes, mm -hmm. cocktail recipes. Um, so I think we'll start seeing a lot more of that. That's what I want to talk to him about. Um, people are having like virtual dinner parties. So, so that, that stuff's exciting. And I, I want to shine a light on that. And then, you know, the other, one I wanted to point out was that we we do a podcast in partnership with the Feed Feed, which is the I think the world's largest crowdsourced recipe platform. Mm. So I would go check out their podcast because it's all about using um, the platform of social media and the internet as a way to build your community through food. Um, so it's a great thing to listen to, and then also go check out their website, thefeedfeed.com, because there's probably thousands of recipes on there. And what I like about it is it's not just you go see a recipe and you cook it, but you're actually like their community is the, are the ones submitting recipes. So it's really about connecting with people through the recipes itself, not just like a virtual cookbook, which is also great. Um, so check them out. Um, and, and yeah, I think that we'll start to see a lot more chefs and bartenders um, getting on social media and, and mm -hmm. sharing, sharing with us how to, how to feed and nourish ourselves during this time. So, you know, it's, there's, an, there's a lot of opportunity in this moment as well. There is. And I know that people are going to want to participate in the conversation. Um, is there a way for people who are listeners and fans of heritage radio to participate and to support the network? I know that obviously financial. And I'd love to hear about where people could donate and continue to support, but are there other ways that people can um, add their own personal voice to feel a part of the community during this time? Definitely. So one thing that we were talking about with Dave and Nastasia on cooking issues is because their show is so frequently a call in show and people have their questions and they call into the studio and we can't do that right now because the studio is closed. Um, is we're asking people to send in voice memos of questions. And I think mm. I would encourage all, all of our shows and all of our hosts to do the same thing. Um, have people record voice memos, ask questions. We you know we have this technology that we're using now where we can have people as guests on shows. So, you know, this is definitely a time where we can rethink the way that we're doing our podcasts and be more um, community driven and, and have listeners be a part of what we're doing. Um, and then, yeah, definitely we really need support from listeners now more than ever because, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a scary time with, with the way our economy is. So if people want to support the work that we're doing and, and if they have a specific show that they love, they can go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate and, you know, give five, $10, whatever, you know, you think the value to you is to listen to this content on a, a weekly or monthly basis, donate that amount. Um, and you can, you can actually go and check the show that you're a fan of on, on that form so that we know exactly, um, who we should give a shout out to. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, and personally, have you been in the kitchen? Have you been cooking? What have you been able to find comfort in during this time? 
Yes, I've definitely been cooking a lot because, you know, I'm not only I'm pretty good about even, you know, when it's busy, like cooking dinner um, for my partner and myself. But I'm like making breakfast, making lunch. Um, I um, I've been making like lots of things that can sit and simmer on the stove for a while, because when you're sitting at home all day, you might as well take, you know, use the time. Oh, yeah. Um, I've made like a bolognese with some beef from Heritage Foods. Shout out to Heritage Foods. Um, yes. Definitely. I, I can yeah. we say the Heritage Foods is the parent company of us and they are selling gift cards. They're shipping meat. And if you need to stock up, they're a great resource. Definitely. And they they're doing like some really great deals right now. They were having a turkey flash sale mm. the other day that I was like, this is a great time to have a turkey. Like, why not have a yeah. Thanksgiving during spring while you're quarantined? Yeah, a little um, virtual Thanksgiving. Yeah, why not? Um, I definitely, I, I usually always have like a little stockpile of Rancho Gordo beans and, and some mm. little like rice and grits. So I, I'm, you know, I'm good for a while. I'll, I'll, I'll make it just fine. Yeah, and for anyone who is feeling uh, food instability or unsure of where they're going to be able to get groceries. Um, are there resources or places that Heritage is either working with or providing information for so they too can feel food secure in this time? Yeah, for sure. So I, one thing I'm doing with our um, Instagram account particularly, which is at Heritage underscore radio, is I'm making sure that anytime I'm seeing um, you know, people offering services like that, that I'm reposting it in our story. So I know that in particular, Eli Sussman at Samisa, he's currently doing um, delivery and takeout um, in the mm-hmm. North Brooklyn area in particular. So you can, if you you know have the ability and the means, you can order, he calls it the fridge stocker special, um, which I'd highly recommend. And then he's also, if like anyone is in need, whether you're like hospitality industry and out of work at the moment or food insecure, he, um, he just says to like get in touch with him and he will figure out a way to help. Um, I do know that other restaurants are doing the same. I think it's been interesting to see restaurants that have had to close our dining rooms the way that they've been pivoting. So for example, Huertas in the East Village basically did a provision sh- provision sale where they, to the, all their regulars, they sold a, lo- a lot of the things that were in their kitchen and wow. walk-in. And then actually all that money they raised, they gave directly to their employees. Um, so there are a lot of resources out there and we will continue to share those things. I know that share our strength is ramping up right now and doing a lot. Um, it's good to see that schools are remaining open um, in New York city in particular where students can, if, if they're stuck at home, they can still actually go and get, get the lunch or that they would have gotten in school. So we'll keep, we'll keep making sure that we're keeping an eye on that. And if anyone needs help with anything, you know, we, we want HRN to be a resource for that. Um, our, I am fully on social media all the time, so I will see any message that comes our way. And if national listeners in cities outside of New York or even LA want to send you information um, or look to you for a resource, that's available too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we are definitely national um, as far as our reach and coverage. So please let us know what we can do to be of service. That's, that's our main goal in this moment is to be of service in whatever way we can be. Amazing. Well, Kat, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, thank you for keeping the lights on and, and guiding the ship along with everyone else at Heritage Radio Network. Um, it's probably a little redundant, but if people want more information on the Heritage Radio Network, where should they go? HeritageRadioNetwork.org. 
Awesome. Uh, you know what? We're gonna yeah, we're gonna play some music after this. We're gonna we're gonna go into the archives and we're gonna play some Midnight Magic because I think a little disco house is what's probably needed uh, for a day like today. So, Kat, thank you so much. We're gonna put in another song from the archives here on Snacky Tunes on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by the Michigan Cherry Committee, representing 75% of U.S.-grown Montmorency tart cherry production. 
With over 100 articles published in health journals stating the vast health benefits of Michigan superfruit, it's best to choose the cherry with more. U.S. Montmorency Tart Cherries. They're available year-round, dried, frozen, canned, juice, and concentrate. Learn more about the wonderfully U.S.-grown Montmorency Tart Cherry at ChooseCherries.com. Oh, yeah. That's a classic hit from way back when. Chili for your love. <laughs> Coming at you live from Snackatoons. Uh, we are in a great mood today because we have one of our uh, favorite bands and favorite people. New but favorite bands. We were ta- we said that, uh, you know, we... You should yell more. Into the I'm going to yell more. Uh, that, you know, we heard someone pass me the remix when we were coming back from Chicago. And, you know, then we, uh, I went oh. out. Someone? Let's sue them. Yeah. Yo, let's sue them. Yo, let's I have this friend. His name's the Internet. Yeah, it's called the Internet. <laughs> let's just say it got passed to me. And then uh, I hunted down Jacques. And I was like, you're awesome. Uh, you should come on our radio show. And he was on last week? Yeah, he was on last week. And uh, he is awesome, and he's great. Jacques he, is amazing. Jacques is, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going over to Biza to play Space. I was like, yeah, yeah, dude. I was yeah. like, that's awesome. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we were like, well, you know, if we have Jacques, we, we should really actually have the people that created the song uh, oh, yeah. uh, as well, not just remixers. So uh, we would like to welcome Midnight Magic. The Snacky Tunes. Thank you. Really excited to see you guys. Do you guys want to go? You guys want to go around the room, or do we need to do the names? You guys want to do that? Yeah. All right. Just say names and who you are, and uh, I'll turn that microphone over this way. All right. What'd you guys say? Oh. All right. I'll start. Okay. My name's Tiffany Roth, and I'm a Sagittarius. Thomas. I sing in the band. I'm proud of that. Okay. Uh, My name's Andrew Raposo, and uh, I'm bass player. And uh, t- typical Pisces. My name is Morgan, and I'm a lovely Libra. <laughs> uh, and I play keyboards and, and uh, mouth percussion. No, just keyboards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's my true, name though. My Andrew Frawley. I am Taurus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hit things. Uh, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You know what I mean? Gaito Sanchez, I'm cancer. Pretty guitar, percussions, and sometimes drums. That's true. Truth. And Nick, I don't know. I'm Nick Rosemaro. I'm one of many horn players. And I'm a Leo, but not your average Leo. Oh, I think. Uh, and, just, and just to know uh, the uh, accompanying <laughs> laughs that we have, uh, we have uh, Sarah Hooper from Jelly NYC. We'd like to give a big congratulations for the final pool party. It celebrated its five-year anniversary uh, with such acts like DMC, uh, Andrew WK, uh, Tim from La Savvy Fab, Gucci Man played last night. It was great. And we have Maggie Horn here as well, who you remember from our telephone episode, which you can find on our podcast through iTunes. So, uh, so magic. Yeah, just yeah. give let's us a uh, let's let's get this. Let's do a song. Let's do a okay. song and then we'll do a song? Yeah, yeah, let's do a song and then we'll come back and we'll get a little history. I just wanna I just wanna say before we start, I wanna I wanna shout this out to Carter Yasitaki and Jason Disu who and Max Goldman who are not with us today. And it's probably for the best because it is super tight. It is really tight. In here. And you guys would have had to share this delicious pizza with them. I so know, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so here we go. Uh while I get set up, Midnight Magic, live on Snacky Tunes, Heritage Radio Network. Thanks to uh, Jack Inslee and RecTech for rocking the show and Roberta's for delicious food. Uh, are we ready to do this, guys? What's the uh, What's the first one going to be? This is called Drop Me a Line. Drop Me a Line. Uh-huh. You guys got it. Oh, we do? Yeah. 
Midnight Magic live on Snacky Tunes. Uh, thank you. Amazing. Uh, so why don't you come sit down on next to us and... Uh, that, that sounds better when it's fueled by pizza, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> pizza, the energy food. Uh, so why don't you give our listeners uh, a little background on Midnight Magic? Tiffy? Andrew? Tiffy? Andrew? Tiffy? Andrew? Rock, Seriously, paper, scissors. Uh, I was born in Boston, uh, March 5th, 1980. My mom actually was... Oh, no, I'm sorry, about Midnight Magic. My bad. Okay, sorry. Um, Morgan and Tiffany were working on, like, four-track recordings and all this stuff about 13 years ago in L.A., and I was living out there, actually crashing on Morgan's floor, and uh, they did not really invite me to make music with them, but I was a fan. <laughs> and then I went back to the East Coast, and I was in this band called Automato with the guys from Holy Ghost. And we made a record, uh, and Morgan came out and joined that band. 
And when that band broke up in, uh, that was all like in 2002, and then record came out in 03, 04, or whatever it was. That band was done, broken up by 2005. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't playing or doing anything. And then Morgan called me and said, you know, Tiffany moved here and we're working on stuff again. This guy Carter from the new school and this guy Max and this guy Evan Herring. And I came and we jammed and we, the four of us, five of us, six of us, we talked about like, well, let's, let's do something with this. And uh, we were working on all this great music and it was going really well. And then, and then uh, uh, Morgan and I got conscripted into uh, Hercules and Love Affair. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, basically just helped Andy put the live band together. And we pulled a lot of people out of Midnight Magic in order to do that. <laughs> so... Um, Tiffany was like, oh, man, really? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is not <laughs> smiling. Yeah. <laughs> All you radio listeners. <laughs> and then at the end, and then at the, end of, uh, the album cycle for the first record, Andy wanted to go off, do his thing. We want to go off, do our thing. And we uh, got working on our first release, uh, actually finishing it, getting the Jacques remix, getting Gavin's remix, getting Goldsworthy, who I call the J.D. Salinger of dance music, <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> to uh, do a remix and permanent um, I don't know they kind of came out of nowhere and they're like let's do this and we're like okay so uh, we added Andrew to the band last year and Kaito to the band last year Uh, Nick and Carter like best friends from Seattle so it kind of made sense for Nick to be in the band and I don't know. We're going to have hopefully 15, 16, 17 members by next year. So really just (laughs) making a really easy touring band. Um, I mean, really exciting. You know, like uh, for anybody who's listening to the show, you know, we saw you guys at that tandem, the PS1 after party. Uh, Sarah was there and uh, uh, Darren and a bunch of us. And normally one of us was, you know, we'll go out and we'll see a band. Like, that was was awesome. And I'll be like, you were high. It's like, yeah, but that was still really (laughs) awesome. Uh, this time we were all high and we all really liked it. So uh, it was like great to see. And it's great to see bands like that, you know, playing in tandem, in, like a yeah. back corner. Yeah. That place is awesome. And that place is awesome. It's really small. And I think one of the uh, best parts is I didn't see the horn players in there. And then because they didn't, you guys didn't have horns in the first song. And the second song, the horns came in. And I was like, that's one of the best sampled horns. What is that coming out of the keyboard? And then I just like shifted over behind my person. I was like, oh, there's two horn players in the corner. But uh, it's, um, you guys do that great thing where you sort of um, mix your whole set live. Yeah. And uh, and so you guys, like, how long did it take for you to sort of put the live show together um, once you guys got back together after, you know, post-Hercules? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we started practicing and really trying to just make the band a tighter, tougher band. Um you know, kind of honor a little bit more the spirit of the way the things were recorded, which we didn't really do yet <laughs> uh, or haven't really done yet. But I th- I don't know. We started doing like the one continuous set thing. Like, I think it was like we just wanted only, to. Only like maybe six months ago. Yeah, only six months right? ago. Yeah. Something like that. I'm looking at Morgan. And he's just not going to say anything. <laughs> he's just, I, I'm just I looking. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, oh, there's a man at the window. Yeah, uh, It's a very scary man. He's um, thinking that our friends dined in. What's going on in, here? He thought that our friends dined in Dash, and they're just, they snuck in here to uh, oh, really? do it. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, the, the live show is a, a work in progress, but we're we're finally there yet, I think, ready to do tours and stuff like that. So uh, Excited, and we're, uh, you know, well, the reason why we're having you on is we can talk about this after the break, is that we're going to be punches, is going to be playing with you guys tomorrow night oh yeah at union hall which is a free show which but you know let's let's play another song we talk about the show tomorrow sure and uh yeah what's and i like it to be known that we only play in really small spaces <laughs> right like this space and yeah, union hall, hall. um yeah. so uh what song is next same way i feel same way same it's a little slower 
Oh dear. You're listening to the quiet storm. <laughs> Between uh, the sheets with Midnight Magic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is Snacky Tunes. Uh, we got Midnight Magic coming up for the second of three songs. And uh, I don't know. Grab the one you love. Hold them tight. You are terrible at this. You're saying a year you've been doing this? Terribly awesome. Mm, terribly awesome. Um, a little banter. Uh, once again, uh, Midnight Magic.
jam. Slow jam for the Mondays, huh? Yeah. Uh, you are listening to Snacky Tunes. That is Midnight Magic live. Uh, you can say wherever you can say wherever you like. Oh, have a so uh, let's talk about a little bit about the name Midnight Magic. Where does it come from? What to represent? Please explain this because you, my friend, yeah, we, we, we had come up with so many different names, and they were all so stupid. Can you and give us an example of when, what, what didn't work? Like Midnight in the Stars, Okay. Which I actually still kind of like. We which came up our, with Deep version? Out, which I was like, yeah, man, it's totally like psych. Okay. That didn't okay. work. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about that one. No, pee pipe. That's right, No, pee pee pipe was not even, that was just a joke. Pink dolphin. That's not real. Well, now it's on the radio, so uh, I don't know. It's, we just made it. But we were Fidelia. We were another, we were, which is the password that Tom Cruise says in Eyes Wide Shut. And he, but he says it in this way. It's his delivery. He goes, Fidelia. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, uh. so these guys came up with Midnight Magic, and I was like, no, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. It sounds like a batch of acid that you get. Go on. Like yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm with I was you. Like, no fucking way are we going to be called Midnight Magic. It's a joke. And then for like the first year of us performing live, I'd be like, we're Midnight Magic. <laughs> but now I'm kind of into it. Yeah, you, you can't make that joke. It's just going to stick. You're like, all right, well, we used to be, and then you have to be formally Midnight Magic. Yeah. Or whatever name is so. Right. I'm proud yeah. of it now. I really it's like a great it. name. Thank you. And it's Googleable. Which we have <laughs> yeah. which we have actually talked about on this show. Uh, we call ourselves punches. Just try Googling punches. Never gonna find us. Never gonna find a lot of hockey fights. Yeah, so a lot of hockey, that, a lot of hockey that. fights. So uh, we got a show with you guys tomorrow. Yes. Uh, which we're pretty excited about. So are we. Um, and what else do you guys have for live tours, album releases, websites, uh, things I like that? Because yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a BlackBerry, so I, I get all those emails really quickly. <laughs> um, uh, we are going to do um, a bunch of stuff in New York coming up. Um, uh, in October 15th, we're doing this huge party in Williamsburg with Shock, which is going to be super fun. And then we're going out to the West Coast, hopefully in October or early November, to do a Ronda party. Oh, um, yeah. amazing. <laughs> I've been. It's those, those the best. Great. And yeah. then a, a great, there's a great DJ, like luminary guy in LA named Ashlyn Mines, who's also going to feature us at this crazy after hour spot that he has now, uh, which I can't mention on the radio because it'll kill me probably. Highland Ballroom. It's, and then, oh yeah, Highland Ballroom. Thank you. Right, Highland Ballroom, oh, October 23rd, open awesome. for Escort. Yeah. We're going to blow that disco band out the water. No, I'm and, kidding. I love those guys. And then I think uh, we asked you guys to play our EP release on the 12th of October. Ooh, that's another plug. We'll have to talk to Nick about. Uh, Cross promotion, yeah. Yes. Why not? And hopefully, he doesn't get too upset. No, I'm just I'm excited to see yeah. Escort really because you know we're kind of like this live big band, dance band, and they have a lot of members too. And it'd yeah, be like they, a good basketball tournament. They'd be good. They haven't. <laughs> they've been sort of off the radar recently. Are they right? When's the last time they played? Uh, I I don't I don't know, but I know someone who saw them recently and said oh, they were rich? really good. Oh yeah. yeah, so that's gonna be a good show. And those tickets are on sale now, right? I believe so. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. Awesome. Uh, so also just for final details, uh, you can find. The free RCP for tomorrow night's show. If you just go to Punches BK on Twitter, and it's free. Just get there early because Union Hall is Union Hall. like double the size of this. So wait a second. Uh, in a Punches versus Midnight Madness, Bocce tournament. Who's winning? Um, Bocce. Probably you guys. I don't even know. Well, well, I don't know how to play Bocce. I don't either. 
You have the bodies for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I Real have been uh, told that I'm a very strong Italian uh, physique mm-hmm. um, with great bocce oh, arms. Well, I, you know what? I've got some WAP in me. As oh. Well. So, well, I mean, we're just going to have to Well, see. I might have to WAP you on the court then. Oh. And, and with that, uh, thank you for listening to Snacky Tunes. We're your host, Finger on the Pulse. We will be off next week uh, for the long weekend. Hopefully, we'll see no, you. We're getting out of here early today. I'm yeah, we're getting over early. I'm today. getting on the road for the beach. So enjoy this short but packed show. Thank you to Anna Constance from La Fooding. Fairway, fantastic fare for low, low prices. Always delicious, always fresh. Thank you to Roberta's Jack and Z Rec Tech. Yeah, we got one more talk about Yeah, we got one. This is our like closeout <laughs> banter. Do you cannot tell professionals this? This is the like, uh, Andrew's like, but you said we could have three. We're, uh, we're but, so good at closing no one, out the no show. You thought wants, we were closing out. No one ever out wants now. to hear the you guys are good. No one ever. He thought we were leaving. That's how good we are. He was like, but we tried this on here. And a big shout out to uh, Maggie Horn, to Telephone, Sarah Hooper of Jelly NYC. Congratulations again on a great five years. And Tell uh, you give me my medallion back. That's my ice cream cup. Yeah, that's my ice cream uh, So we're going to hear Beam Me Up, which we've been playing the remix of a, a million times and never played the original in here so this will be like the original debut uh of oh, it. you're you're real good at radio i'm great at radio uh thank you for listening we'll be back in a couple weeks and, and once again oh, yeah. thank you guys for having Midnight uh, magic npr if you're listening yeah we are yeah. available for all birthday parties car washes <laughs> yeah and uh 10th and 15th year anniversaries yeah uh one uh one more time midnight magic
We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. This program is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.